0: begin, I want to tell you about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free, and one way you can support us is by visiting our website at dynamicmarching.com and purchasing products through our store at some of the most discounted prices on the web. We have all sorts of things that are winter guard related, winter winds related, but also we have concert wear, concert shoes. So uh, this time of year, if you're thinking about things other than marching men shoes and rifles and such, uh, please check out our prices on these other items. I know that many times you just continue to order products from the same people every year, but if you look at our prices, you might change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts on large orders, so please give us a chance to win your business. Hello and welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, a teacher from Carmel, Indiana.
1: And I'm Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we thought we'd talk a little bit about chamber music. What's that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, My my band parents used to joke that the uh, chamber concert was the chamber torture concert because it was about a a two-and-a-half-hour marathon of pretty obscure um, small group ensembles. So chamber music, just for everybody's information is just small ensembles literally it can be a lot of different things I think sometimes this time of year people get a little lax in what they're doing you've just finished up marching band um, maybe the holiday concert has come and gone and so you have that weird time between that concert and the end of the year and it, it's it can be really busy but it can also be a time where your your kids aren't learning a ton they're just getting ready for concerts and I think that's a kiss of death. It's a, it's a month wasted out of the 10 months of the year that we have to prepare and learn. For us, it really is the culmination of everything that we've been doing. It's not just about the large ensemble. It's really about individual accountability, small group accountability, musical decision making, teamwork and leadership. And then as an aside to that, just getting over performance anxiety, you can hit all of those issues in a chamber setting, and it's not teacher driven. That's the best thing that I like about it. This is the kids seeing the need for those things in their playing and going after them pretty hard.
0: So in terms of accountability, they're holding each other accountable is what you're saying.
1: Absolutely. And there is nothing more intense than watching a group of kids, especially younger players, have to play in front of their peers. We actually just did that this last Friday. And we do have a concert coming up on Wednesday of next week. And we had our uh, holiday parade today. But we spent Friday having the students play chamber groups in front of each other. And uh, it's amazing to see the pressure rise pretty quickly, not so much from the listeners, but from the, the students within the ensemble. The, they start to demand more from each other at that moment.
0: How do you go about doing that in class? Like, How do you set it up? Like, What, what are the things you do to make this thing happen?
1: Yeah, so we started three years ago. And we, we knew that we wanted chamber music as part of our system, and we started with just our top concert band, and we started to try and think, how can we make them want to do this? You know, if you start looking at it as just one more thing that has to be done, that never is going to go anywhere. So we decided we would have a concert our holiday concert actually that was really focused on chamber music and the students would get to put that music together the first year we tried it we let the stu- we gave the students a little too much flexibility and freedom we let them choose the the groupings and the ensemble and that didn't really work very well so the next year i decided and assigned the right people but they got to choose the literature and we just had a sort of a, a week long process where they would find something play a little bit for me and if it worked, then we okayed it. And if it didn't, then we would go another direction. But that being said, we actually are pretty flexible at what the students want to play. I have a student <laughs> who actually arranged uh, the "Aha uh, Take on Me
0: I love the clarinet
1: song. choir. They did that. Uh, we have kids doing holiday music, and we have kids doing non-holiday music. We have the brass group doing Dabanka Sangaliter" Leader that I think most brass players would be familiar with. So we allowed them to really find music that they wanted and that they thought would have fun playing. And we started it with just uh, a few groups in the top band. And then the next year, we allowed the second band to take part in that, while the first band got a little bit more freedom and flexibility. And then last year, we allowed the third band to take part in that. And now we have five of them that have auditioned to play in our um, holiday concert next Wednesday. So, okay, all so in I'm, all I'm about-
0: absolutely in the dark about this. So I'm going to ask, maybe it's a stupid question, but like uh, in Indiana, we have the ISSMA uh, solo and ensemble contests that right. are in February and March. Is this like the ensemble part of that, that sort of thing?
1: It is. It is. Uh, but we, we don't, we actually have one of those in South Carolina that we don't participate in too much. But we have chamber music both semesters as part of our, our ongoing series. And what I love about it is we'll do chamber music probably at least once or twice a week. But it wasn't just, it took us a while to get there. We had to really set the kids up for how to rehearse and how to get those things in place. But I, I've got to back up just a little bit. I think first people need to decide why they would want to do chamber music. You know, um, it sounds good. But unless you really decide what you need for your program, then you can't decide, you can't do it. So I would tell band directors, find your purpose. Why do you want chamber music? For some people, it's musicality. For some people, it's leadership and teamwork. Um, it just depends on what you need. For us, it was a little bit of both. Then we, we tried to find a purpose for them to get behind. This holiday concert, Like for some states, solo and ensemble is a big deal. For other places, it's not. Uh, I know in Illinois, it was kind of in the middle. Uh, So we wanted to have something that was a place where kids would be heard. If you don't have a great performance in line... The chamber music program won't work.
0: So do their private lesson instructors help them to pick out music or do they go to the local music store and pick it out themselves or do you actually facilitate that?
1: Sure. Um, Well, we actually we do a couple of different things, but I've actually got a couple of resources that I was going to share with everybody. We actually just start the kids looking at JW Pepper online or there's even a place called Sheet Music Plus. You can find just about anything there for students to uh, get behind. So I've liked that a lot. And I, again, I've, I've even just had them go on YouTube. We actually spend one day of class going on YouTube, and I'll tell them, put in cool woodwind quintet or cool brass quintet or awesome wood, you know, those kinds of things, and they start to find some titles right there that they then can find the literature for.
0: That's cool.
1: After you decide some literature, then you have to start the process of rehearsal. And the best way that I've found to do that, even with the most mature musicians versus the youngest, is give them really small goals and really short time limits. So we begin with, you're going to take five minutes and you're going to just do a very basic warm-up with your chamber group and then come back and play. And we talk to them about doing long tones, doing, you know, scales, doing some lip slurs and stuff like that, but they get, too fast. They they don't want to take the time and be patient when they're working in their small groups. So they'll come back and then I'll play some literature with them and you you'll notice they'll start to get tired. And we talk about how they didn't take the time to warm up properly. So we go back again the next day. 5 minutes, take the full 5 minutes and warm up correctly. And once they do that literally just 3 days, then the next thing we'll do is we're going to take 10 minutes and you're going to do the warm up for 5 and then you're going to take another five minutes and just start to read one or two lines of the literature that you've picked out. How or many students
0: even, are in each group?
1: So the most that we would have is five. Every, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. And we did have. You, five did you and, pick a leader for each of those? You know what? We actually don't. Uh, I used to. But now I let the kids do that. And the kids who I sometimes I can I can tell, but sometimes kids who haven't been quite as vocal yet become that way. And it's just a a great growth process for them. So just to give you an idea of what ensembles we have, is we always have a woodwind quintet. I'll choose the top five kids in the flute, clarinet, oboe, bassoon, etc. Then we'll do the top five brass. So it'll be the second horn and the other brass players. And then I'll do the top four saxophones. I always have those three groups because I think there's the most amount of literature and the highest quality of literature for those three. And then from there, with the people that are left over, we'll do tuba euphonium ensemble, we'll do clarinet choir, flute trio, those kinds of things that are left over, a trumpet quintet like I have.
0: And um, all the trombones.
1: All the, tr- yeah, absolutely. We have a, a trombone quintet. Right There's actually
0: some point. really cool stuff on YouTube with just
1: trombones. That's exactly right. Trombone choir, look at the Eastman Trombone Choir, and they'll give you some some great ideas right there. Same with the Eastman Saxophone Choir. Get some great literature from those. So the, they'll do those things for about a week and just trying to find some literature and get some things going. And then the next step of that is to say, okay, you're going to have a week of rehearsal. And then on Thursday – or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of rehearsal, and then Thursday, Friday, you're going to perform for us. We'll do half the time of rehearsal and the other half in performance. And you would not believe how intense the kids are at getting ready for that that small performance. Now, you and That's,
0: I talked last Sunday, and I think you, you had some issues the day before on Friday with them not being prepared, though, right?
1: Well, I'll tell you what it was, was they – they we didn't get enough time. We had a certain thing we had to do for an ensemble, like as in our our concert. And I said, "We'll we'll." Uh, it was actually the day after break, after our Thanksgiving break. And I said, "Well, we'll take whatever time we have left over to go back to chamber music." The truth is, they didn't practice very much over the holiday break, and so the ensemble was in a pretty bad state.
0: Okay. I get so when we
1: got that. to yeah. the end of the class, and they didn't have chamber music time. They were upset, and I love that. I love that they they want that time they know they need that time because of that accountability that's there
0: It sounds like a love and logic moment to me like you know I'll be happy to let you work on your um, small group chamber group stuff if you're prepared to do what we what we need to do in the ensemble
1: Yeah I think the best thing that I've loved about it is the kids can see how their use of time and their preparation, affect other people in a very short amount of time. When we have our concert festivals or marching band shows, they know that they have months before a performance is going to come. Now they're seeing that they have a week, maybe two, before they have to show at least something. Not a finished product, but at least something. And what I'm trying to get them to do, as I said earlier about the performance anxiety, I want to get them to a place where they're preparing for whatever they need to do in a performance situation, it may not be perfect, but it's going to be at least prepared.
0: I remember a moment in middle school, I did a trumpet trio. It was um, bugler's holiday with a couple of my buddies and um, it was for a talent show, you know? And I remember mm-hmm. like taking it really seriously because it was only three of us on stage. And it was, you know, I don't even know how many people were at that talent show in middle school, but it seemed like a big deal, but the pressure was on because Nobody was running the rehearsals, and if, if it was terrible, it was on us.
1: Well, I think it comes back to, you know, when you look at, at motivation, you know, Daniel Pink talks about the three, the three phases of, of motivation are autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And sometimes if I, am, if I am the eighth trumpet in band class and we don't have a con- we don't have concert festival until March, December until then can be a little bit rough. Well, Let's, let's say well the next thing that we have is uh, all-region auditions or district auditions or whatever. They, they can't see the immediacy with which they need to act because they don't understand the accountability factor until they go into the audition room and they're sorely unprepared. So when people tell me that they have anxiety, what that really translates into is I don't, ha- I wasn't prepared for this at all. Right. Because in the class they have three months and they have many, many chances to miss. In the audition, they have about four minutes to six minutes, and that's it. And that's what chamber music kind of gets them into the thinking of that it affects me very directly and it affects these four other members of my ensemble very directly. And boy, you talk about some positive peer pressure. The kids will do whatever they need to do to make sure their ensemble sounds good.
0: Now, do you meet with every ensemble every day during the week? No,
1: I don't. They okay. do. So is it a block schedule or? It is a block schedule that we get to have, but it's it's sort of, you know, one of the trends in education right now is differentiated instruction and um, individual learning, you know, letting the kids separate and do, do some things on their own, individualized learning. For me, that's chamber music can fit that exactly. Uh, I guess, we have I guess the kids, where I was
0: going with that, though, is like, so you see them three times one week and two times the next week. How much of that time over those five rehearsals are you devoting to chamber music this time of year?
1: I actually will see them Five days a week, we have block scheduling, but we don't have a rotating block. A B. We have you know semester long classes that are full block. But even if I didn't, I would tell you that I'll spend you know of the ninety minutes. We'll we I now will warm them up about fifteen minutes, and then they have about forty minutes, and then I'll bring them back for just the last five to see if we're if we're they're getting a full rehearsal through there. Um, but if we're doing a performance, they'll get X amount, we'll warm up together, they'll get X amount of time, and then they come back for about the last 20 minutes, and we'll have about four or five groups that will perform for us.
0: And then how much of the days do you work on
1: your concert literature with everybody then? I'll tell you, less every year I probably do less and less, and I would tell you that the ensemble gets better and better.
0: That's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would say the same thing. It seems so counterintuitive. I remember thinking with, with concert literature, with concert festival, you just have to work so much every day. But I would tell you I did the least amount last year than I ever have, and we did better than we've ever done. Because the, once the kids understand some basic tenets, accountability, musicality, and then are motivated and empowered to make some decisions on their own, and see how important making decisions are. You don't have to fight the same battles that you have to. You had to fight in previous years. So I think it's you know it, it, we talk about the difference between skills and knowledge, and sometimes people will only have one or the other. I think that this is the thing that puts those two things well together. Um, one of my one of our greatest lessons from this is when we get done with a cycle of chamber music, I'll say, who had someone come ill-prepared to a rehearsal and almost every hand goes up. What did you think about that? How'd you feel? I was frustrating. I hated it. It was so obnoxious. I just couldn't stand it. And I, you know, I get done and I I just start laughing hmm. because it's like, I, you need to understand that. That's exactly how it feels for me. If you don't come prepared again, it's not about being perfect but it's being prepared and trying to get better each and every time.
0: So we did that whole episode on, on um, interventions, you know, when something's not going well, the uncoolest we talked about Um, how many times have you had to step in and say, you know, this is, this is the, uh, this is the intervention that has to happen because you're not doing X, Y, or Z. Well,
1: I would tell you the first year that with each band, as it's, it goes into its first year, I've probably had to step into every ensemble at least once, either with a musical choice or with how to rehearse or even just, guys, get off your tails and do your job. But now with our symphonic band, I I don't know that... Like, we'll play the concert Wednesday night, and I'll have... I think I have 14 chamber groups in there, and I bet I won't hear any one of them play their entire piece until the concert um, for the second band, uh, they'll be probably a little bit more that's a little bit larger band so they'll be closer to 20 chamber groups. And if we hear five of them, I'll be surprised. With the youngest group uh, there are five that have auditioned to play and I will hear all five of them multiple times just because I want them to feel I want them to have a great experience. With that, So the younger the ensemble, the more I have to step in. But I'll tell you, the things I've had to step in for... Every
0: kid is in a small ensemble. It's just they're not all going to perform at the concert.
1: So if they don't perform on the concert, they do a recording for us, and they submit that as their grade. Cool. Um, But the groups, as far as listening to them, the things I usually have to deal with are music selection. They sometimes will will hit a brick wall, or they'll choose something that's too hard. Or too easy. Sometimes that will happen. Um, only once this time, this cycle have had to step in with so and so is not doing their job. And usually, it's just a conversation of Do you want to do your own solo and perform by yourself? Ah, no. <laughs> well, if you don't, then you have to be part of this team. Like there, there's a choice. Yeah. One of the things I've, I'm really working hard on, and this is maybe a whole other episode, is just the idea of. Um, I'm not angry with you with discipline. This sure. is you, I'm not mad at you for making this choice. However, you have made a choice, and so there are consequences for that. And since you've made the choice to not participate well in this chamber group, you are then saying, I want to do this by myself and do a solo. If that's not the case, then we have to do something different. Um, and I've really um,
0: we haven't mentioned percussion yet. Do you include them in that as well?
1: They they actually do. They all are part of uh, at least one large ensemble, and then they'll do some smaller groups from there. Uh, they actually aren't in that cycle right now. Our percussion are in a separate class, and they'll do that cycle twice in the second semester. We do it once in the fall and once in the spring. They actually do it twice in the spring because of the way that stuff is set up. And Jeff is actually Jeff Handel is really smart. He's taking this time with them and going through each of the percussion instruments and talking about the proper way to play triangle, the proper way to play crash cymbals, awesome. the proper way to play, you know, like the stuff that we often just gloss over and kids just hit it. That's what this time is used for there.
0: So if, if, if there's somebody out there who's a single band director, they're the only band director at the school, they've never done this before. How
1: do they get started with this? Here's what I would do. I would I would look and see what your strongest chamber group might be. It could be four saxophones, could be a brass quintet, could be a woodwind quintet, could be maybe the clarinet choir and say, "Okay, kids, I want you guys to look at this music and just let them have it. Just let them see it." And then say um, you know, in class, and let's pretend you only have 45 minutes of class. Okay, warm them up, and then I want to work on this part. Clarinets, I want you to go out in the hallway for about five or ten minutes, and see if you can work on that piece that I gave you the other day. Just just go out and then come back. Let so that start happen. By it, actually, picking the literature yourself. Yes, I think so. Uh, and it depends on your ensemble. If you have a strong ensemble that's playing grade five and six literature, they may be able to do it themselves. Um, for us, because we had so many groups, I just didn't have time to pick everything for everybody. But especially if they've never done anything like this before. Uh, I think it's wise to pick one group that you can really make it go. And once they go out, just ask them, how'd it go? what did you think about this? Oh, we liked that piece or we didn't like that piece. And if they say we don't like it, that's fine. Why don't you look for one? I'll give you time tomorrow and you look for something. Just, you know, and do, like I said, cool clarinet choirs. Put right. that out there and just see what it is and then order it. It will, I don't care how much it costs. It is well worth its weight. Then let them work on it a little bit, and then have them come in and say, you know, the clarinets are working on this piece. Clarinets, would you play just two phrases of it for everybody else? And then let them hear it and talk about, okay, here's how I would rehearse this. Show the band exactly how to rehearse. Let's turn the metronome on let's tune before we play each time. Let's do this that or the other. It's not just about playing the right notes in fact it's only about 20% the right notes should be like spelling your name correctly on a test. Uh, that should just be a given so let you know show the band show the class how to do that and make a big deal out of the clarinets doing something like that. And say if any of the rest of you would like to do something like that I I know I've got a good brass quintet, I know I've got this, I know I've got that, and just start to see if you can get them on board. The best thing I can tell you is to find a place where they can perform. Nursing homes and those kinds of things are good, but they're not very cool, if I'm just being honest. Like for us, when we put some on our kaleidoscope concert, our holiday concert, people loved it, and our students loved it, and they wanted to be a part of it. They we had to kind of we have to have an audition process now and we we can't allow everybody to play because we would have about fifty-six chamber groups playing.
0: Well, the holidays are also an awesome time for this for brass
1: quintets. Exactly right. For every ensemble. A mil- there's just a yeah, but
0: there's a million pieces of
1: literature for yes. that. Yeah. That's why we chose this semester to do it. We used to do things not until solo and ensemble in second semester, and then it was too late. Um, That's too late in the year. The kids get no real benefit from doing chamber groups at the end of the year. This is something they need to know now. Uh, And so I put, I jotted down some things like find a reason that everyone can get behind. For us, it's our kaleidoscope concert. Um, Maybe it's something like playing for people as they come in the building, like get three chamber groups that are playing the same holiday tunes over and over again, put them in the lobby of your school, and all of a sudden your administration will know how important their band is. Um, solo and ensemble is good i don't think it's the best but i think it's good we actually have a chamber competition at the end of our year we have it so that students will play and we bring in a judge and he or she names the best chamber ensemble based on literature choice and based on musicianship and that has gone over really really well the kids enjoy that quite a bit there's the boa chamber festival uh, you know, that's aligned with the concert festival up in March. And then if you want to get really serious about it, the fish-off contest at, uh, I think it's at Notre Dame. There you go, Jeff. No um, Irish. Yeah, exactly. That It's there every year, and that's a really big deal. They have a high school uh, portion of that that people get really into, but it's not very big because I think it, you know, the, the college portion of that and the professional version of that are very competitive. And the high school one hasn't quite, caught on as much as I think the others have, but that's kind of one of our long-term goals to have a group that can go and perform at Fish Off.
0: So a lot of times on this podcast, we give homework. Would you say that a good homework assignment for somebody who's never done this before would be to just pick clarinet ensemble or a brass quintet
1: and just start with one for the, you know, maybe in the next couple weeks before Christmas break? Absolutely. And just go on JW Pepper, find one of the ePrint they're usually around $13. You can get it done right there. And then have some, have a group just give it a try. But again, remember, go back to the things. Tell them why they're doing it and then tell them how to do it slowly. Give them small increments of time with very short-term goals. And the the more you do that with them, the faster they will take to it and the more autonomy they'll start to really cling to.
0: I would love to hear people's feedback on how that goes cuz that seems like something you could do very quickly
1: and and implement that pretty easily. Hey Jeff, the final thought that I would give for this before that we sign off with this one is there will be problems. The kids will fail. And you need to let that happen. We too often are ready to jump in and hold their hand, but they need to crash and burn on a classroom performance to know that they have to actually work and rehearse in the given time that they have. You let them do that once, they won't do it again. Before we
0: sign off, uh, we're getting up to the deadline on the Rose bowl trip for the BOA honor band. And I just have to give another shout out to this. And I would love to hear from directors who have some students who might be interested in this. Uh, January 15th is the deadline and we really want to get this band all of the instrumentation done by then. Um, the staff is amazing. The Rose Bowl trip is amazing. Uh, being in California that time of year is awesome. So uh, please let me know if you're interested in that. Just email me, jeff at com. And I'd love to talk to you or talk to your students. Uh, if, you, if you're in Indiana, you want
1: me to come by and talk to your students, I can do that too. So to wrap this all up, chamber music is wildly important, but it's not one of those things that's, Like, oh, I'd better do this, like take my medicine kind of thing. I absolutely love it. I love to see how excited the kids get when they play something fun and they play something well. And you find pieces that they can do that with and it is just absolutely magical. So if you haven't done anything with chamber music, it's sort of like, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Don't just hand out your concert literature pieces especially don't just start handing out marching band music again take some time to do this chamber music and i guarantee you you won't regret it if i can help you at all shoot me an email at bobby at and i'll be happy to give you some tips if you need any further advice
0: well as usual we encourage you guys to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps and follow us on social media uh, we always like to hear about what topics you guys would like to hear about any questions or suggestions you have shoot it our way thanks for listening and until next time i'm jeff young
1: and i'm bobby lambert
0: and this is that band life